You're listening to the Bug Bucks Podcast, hosted by Alan Draper and Eric Bassett. Each week, they'll discuss ways to scale and grow your pest control company with a goal of helping you become a bug money millionaire. And then for the marketing company, if they can bring in the leads, they've done their job. If they can bring in the qualified leads, they've done their job. What my job is as the business owner is to ensure that my team performs well enough that we can get the revenue from those leads that the marketing company has worked so hard to get. So kind of like you were saying, if you run into having a client who is kind of hands-off and doesn't really understand that relationship, it can lead to difficult things. So I was going to say, if if you're a, obviously we're PCOs are listening right now, but if you're a PCO and you aren't really involved in the inside sales portion of your company, or you don't have metrics and you're not tracking the closing rates and you're not tracking conversion, all this other stuff, start doing it because you are the other side of the coin for how leads actually translate into revenue and profits. Your marketing company can only do so much. And Matt was saying like his team is listening to calls and providing feedback, which honestly, marketing companies listening to calls and providing sales feedback is a lot more than most marketing companies will do. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Bug Bucks podcast. I'm Alan Draper. I've got Eric Bassett here with me. What's going on, Eric? Hey, Alan. Not too much. Excited for this episode, man. It's going to be a good one. Very cool. Yeah. We want to hit on something super niche. We are welcoming back Matt Rogers from Lizard SEM. Hey, everybody. And welcome to the show, Matt, before I keep going. Glad to be back. We're going to get down to some nuts and bolts. And this is going to be a little shorter episode. We're in a little bit of a time crunch. Matt and I actually just came back from San Juan, Puerto Rico, or Puerto Rico. Very good. Very yeah. good. I can't do that. I can't roll my R's. Yeah, dude. It it takes a while for us gringos. Brutal. But we were down there <laughs> recording with Paul Janamore and the Potomac Group. And on our way back, you and I were kind of discussing some of the hurdles that companies run into, either with their inside marketing team or with somebody they use outside. And mm-hmm. so let's talk about that a little bit. What are some of the main hurdles? Because I know a lot of times, and the reason why I know this, Matt, is because even before I was involved with Lizard SEM, the marketing team a lot of times got the blame. And in some cases, it was deserved, granted. But in others, there were some other systems that were breaking down. Yeah. So when we were traveling, one of the things that we started talking about was our partners, account managers, the people on my team that are partnered with the company that they represent, right? Listening to calls and working on the calls and leading conversations with the partner as opposed to reacting to conversations with the partner that largely revolve around issues of closing ratios internally, right? So I've got a team that are listening to calls once a week and taking their notes of their findings into their connecting calls with their partners, right? And This piece of the puzzle is pretty important because it touches on the point that you just made. Shala and Anissa and my paid search team can generate 100 leads for your company and be very cost-effective about it. But if the folks that you have on your inside sales team are not answering the phone or being polite or overcoming obstacles or following up on a warm lead that maybe just needed to touch base with their husband before they made a buying decision. If you're not training your internal team to close some of these gaps, then what it looks like is from the business owner's perspective is usually zoomed out 
and looking at this thing from a distance, that they have thrown a bunch of money down the drain on marketing team when if you listen to the calls, or in this case, when my team is taking the time to listen to the calls, they're having the conversations and leading these conversations on behalf of their partners. Hey, did you know, it sounds like your team is struggling to overcome some some price obstacles. What can we do? What kind of incentive could we put in place to help them get on the other side of that and close some more of these down for you? Or we just noticed that a lot of these go to voicemail. What's What's going on? I think this is such a huge thing because I've had this conversation with multiple marketing companies that we've used. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, leads are only as valuable as if they can be translated into closed customers, which make revenue, which makes profit, right? But there's a lot of business owners, like you said, are disconnected from the actual sales process. And so, you know, they might look at their revenue numbers and they might think, oh man, like this isn't working. And from a marketing standpoint, you might be delivering on what the lead requirements or the lead goals were, but it's not translating. And a lot of that has to do with the metrics or the minimum metric goals that they have set for their inside sales teams. So when I sit down with a marketing company and I say, hey, this is how much we'd like to do in new sales revenue this next year. And based on the minimum metrics of my team, how they close, how they convert, what their average contract value is, average initial value is, all these different things, I can kind of use a formula to figure out how many leads I need, how many qualified leads I need. And then for the marketing company, if they can bring in the leads, they've done their job. If they can bring in the qualified leads, they've done their job. What my job is as the business owner is to ensure that my team performs well enough that we can get the revenue from those leads that the marketing company has worked so hard to get. So kind of like you were saying, if you run into having a client who is kind of hands-off and doesn't really understand that relationship, it can lead to difficult things. So I was going to say, if, you, if you're a, obviously we're PCOs are listening right now, but if you're a PCO and you aren't really involved in the inside sales portion of your company, or you don't have metrics and you're not tracking the closing rates and you're not tracking conversion, all this other stuff, start doing it. Because you are the other side of the coin for how leads actually translate into revenue and profits. Your marketing company can only do so much. And Matt was saying like his team is listening to calls and providing feedback, which honestly, marketing companies listening to calls and providing sales feedback is a lot more than most marketing companies will do. So that's that's, (laughs) that's really big. I will take that, sir. Yeah, because it translates into you guys understanding that the end goal isn't just to provide that customer leads. It's to help them translate those leads into revenue, into profits. Well, just like a PCO, part of our job is as PCOs is to make, not just provide the value, make people see the value. Those aren't the same Mm -hmm. thing. Those aren't the same thing. And that's part of, that's, you know, one of our jobs. Wanted to hand it back to Matt, but real quick, I want to simplify what Eric was saying, because he's hundred percent right. You need to track your data and I'm going to break it down and simplify it. If you know the number of leads that you're getting and you know kind of some basic metric, maybe a cost per lead, right? Because you don't, it's not, okay, number of leads, that's the end all be all. It's not, it depends on what you're paying for. And then you track two more metrics. It solves the problem. One, you track your close rate. Two, you track your service rate. How many of booked services are actually getting done? I'm going to share a real quick story, hand it back to Matt. I had a technician years ago and what he was doing is he was going to the customer on an initial service and he was telling the customer that they were paying way too much for their service because we quoted them too high and then they would cancel and he wouldn't do it. 
but it took us a long time to find out because we weren't tracking the service rate. And so mm. what did we do? We called the marketing company because we were just looking at new revenue. And it was it didn't have anything in that instance to do with the marketing company. That's interesting. One of the exercises that we feel obligated to take a step to, Eric, to your point, I think some of the reason that I'm leading our account managers to have these conversations with their business owners, because I came from the other side of the coin, right? I was the vice president of marketing at Killingsworth, and I had to work with our head of inside sales and our VP of sales to convert the leads that I was producing into closed opportunities for the company to act on, right? And so mm-hmm. without that piece of the puzzle, what happens is this money is just getting flushed down the drain, right? And so I feel like one, you know, lizard's small, but mighty, right? And we're growing. And one of the ways that we will survive from a business standpoint is helping our, doing everything that we can to help our partners succeed in creating those conversions, because the more conversions they create, the happier they're going to be with us. It's, it's not necessarily a selfish motivation, but there's two sides of that coin, right? And one way the business wins and because the business wins, lizard gets to win too, right? And it should happen in that order. But one of the other things that we're having, conversations that we're having with our partners right now, Alan, to your point, is that planning piece. We've taken a couple of hours with a handful of our partners to help them determine what their closing ratio is and understand what their budget was in 2022, now that we're closing out 2022. And now that we know what they want to grow to in the following year, we add that gross revenue. Let's say they want to put on another million dollars, right? It's a million dollar company. They want to grow to $2 million companies. We will take their budget, whatever they say their marketing budget is, if it's 3%, 4%, 5%, 6%, and we'll help them divide that up according to the bell curve of their company. But it's all predicated on the closing ratio that they have historically for their inside sales team. And we help them connect that dot. So we can tell them, hey, your budget is this for 2023. And so Google tells us, because it's using trailing 12-month data for PCOs, and we've got all of this data on all of these paid search campaigns, Google's telling us we'll be able to produce this many qualified leads for you. If you're telling me that your closing ratio is 40%, 50%, that means that you will put this many leads onto your schedule. And if those lead values are $450, $500, $600, that means you should be adding this much revenue to your bottom line next year, according to your conversion ratio, which is the most pivotal piece. And that has nothing to do with your digital marketing company, right? Nothing. We can't close the lead down for our partners, right? We can do everything that we can to give them the most underhanded throw possible, (laughs) the slowest, most underhanded throw possible, but they still got to swing the bat and they still got to hit it. So they take that closing ratio and they can see how much money they're adding on to their Top line next year with a 3%, 4%, 5%, or 6% digital marketing budget. That's an exercise we've been going through with our partners to kind of give them a hand. You know, I know this probably sounds like a fire hose of information to some PCOs. You know, maybe you haven't really been big into doing the projections for your performance next year when it comes to how many leads that you're going to get or how much revenue you're going to generate. But I promise you, if you are using a marketing company, or even if you're not, the conversation that Matt is talking about is crucial to setting expectations and having goals and actually hitting some of those numbers that you're talking about. Because I've had conversations before with PCOs where I'll say, hey, how much new sales revenue do you want to generate this next year? And they'll just throw out a number, whatever number sounds good, right? And I'll kind of remind them, hey, so 
in order to generate that number, and I figure out what your revenue per lead number is, so I know what you could probably generate from your company, from your inside sales team, we still have to be able to get that many qualified leads out of your market, right? Even if I can get that many qualified leads, I have to trust that your inside sales team can actually close and perform to the level where that revenue can be seen, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's this whole conversation is really like Alan was saying in the beginning of the episode, it's the nuts and bolts of the relationship between a marketing company and a client, Yeah. right? So if you're not having those conversations already, start having them. If you don't know how to have the conversation, reach out to Matt, reach out to me, reach out to Alan. We can give you some really easy questions to ask your marketing company to start having those conversations so you can start hitting the goals you want to. Oh, for sure. When you miss those goals, Eric, to your point, it's always for one of two things, okay? You set up your goals for 2023 and they're rooted in the historical metrics that you've aggregated as a business in 2022, okay? Can't be pie in the sky. Can't just make something up, okay? (laughs) Yep. If you've done that work, right? And January comes and you are under your goal, it comes down to one of two things. Your digital marketing company is not giving you underhand throws, right? Or Mm -hmm. your inside sales team is struggling to close them down, right? Yep. And those are easy things to get into. When you know that and you kind of reconcile that in your mind, you know that I've got to have two conversations. My first February conversation with my digital marketing company, guys, this is what I'm seeing. You said we were going to be able to produce this and this is how far we got. So talk to me from your perspective about what's going on. And then you get into the weeds of your inside sales team and you take a second mm-hmm. and listen to those calls. I hope your digital marketing company is doing that for you. But if they don't, I mean, it's your business, right? You know, you got to get your hands dirty sometimes. Uh, take a second, listen to those calls and see what's going on. Some of the most uncomfortable conversations that we've had in 2020 truly revolve around the disconnect between a business owner and their inside sales team and having to gently, like so gently offer them our findings when we're listening to the calls of their inside sales team. (laughs) You know, like I remember this one client, a partner in particular, where I was like, okay, this inside salesperson is using a lot of four letter words. (laughs) That may not be be the best way to close a lead down, right? Or we're noticing on a much more PG and more practical, we're noticing a lot of calls are going to voicemail. That means maybe you don't have enough butts Mm. in the seats, right? See, and that's the thing is that pest control, it's a buy now industry in a lot of cases. They're going to move on. If they see spiders, they see ants, they see wasps, whatever, hornets, whatever, those types of things. If it's a huge termite job or whatever, or bed bug, they may may spend some more time shopping, but they're going to make a decision in a, you know, maybe a phone call or two. And yeah. if you don't answer the phone, They're moving then on. that's a great place to start. Yeah. Are you answering the phone? Yeah. Are you calling people back? If yeah. someone fills out a form fill, a web form, are you calling them back? Yeah. You know, we're Quickly. not uh, shooting a rocket in outer space here, folks. Let's let's get these yep. basics down. That's my encouragement. Start where exactly where Eric said, okay, make your plan for 2023, right? Set your goals rooted in reality. And if you're not missing them, go every month, just take a quick peek. If you're working with a digital marketing company, if you haven't hit your goal, one, your digital marketing company is not serving you good leads and you got to have a chat with them, right? Two, your inside sales team is struggling to close the leads. Maybe they don't know how to overcome obstacles. Maybe you hired this person or it's a family member that's jumping in or whatever. I know how it is when you're starting out, right? It could be a lot of things, but you may have to spend a little time there to help you get closer to your goals. But those are the two things, I promise you. It's less of a mystery than you think. 
Love it. We're short on time here, guys. Matt, yes. where can people go if they want to chat with somebody specifically about this, somebody with Lizard about this? Hey, what are some of the practical things that I can do to increase my responsibility of closing these leads? For sure. Just hit me up. You can visit our site, lizardsem.com, right? There's a little form fill. Let's chat and we'll reach right out to you. We will not miss your call. Cool. Thomas. Awesome. All right. Thanks for joining us, brother. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to the Bug Bucks podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please show your support by subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating. Thank you. And we'll catch you on next week's episode. Thank <laughs> you.